Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to an illustrious episode of Dre in Your Neighborhood. I'm your host, Dre, back in the building again. Mr. D-R-E, D-R-E, whatever you want to call it, Mr. Dreams. I have so many aliases nowadays, I don't even know what I am. I don't even know who I am. Who am I? Somebody answer that question for me. Just kidding. Ain't nobody can answer that question but God himself. You already know what it is. Thank the Lord, everybody. Shout out to God for making everything beautiful. A little bit windy. I ain't gonna lie. It's kind of windy in the neighborhood right now. The forecast from the weather people have been completely, um, what's the proper word? Um, fugazi. It's kind of, you know, it's good weather. You know, we're like around like a good solid 50s, solid 60s. But because of the winds that we're getting, we're getting winds that are around. I feel like we're averaging around like the high 30s, high 30s. Yesterday was 33 miles per hour winds out hitting the face of your boy. And um, yet yeah, it's very tough out in these streets. But I want to you know, talk to you with a, you know, interesting story. So the previous night, say two nights ago, I left um, this university. You know, I left this university pretty late. You know, I was doing my studies. Your boy's educated, young black, educated man. Hey, shout out to them. And I'm writing, I'm take. I'm going home. I'm going home. And it's windy, like it's going crazy right now as if the Wicked Witch of the West is pulling up on the block. And I just remember going down the streets and just seeing the lights start to flicker. And I'm thinking that, oh, I'm just blinking my eyes, but I'm just like, wait, 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 hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. Something ain't right. So I blink, I stop. Because, you know, for something black folks, when something mysterious happens, we just stop everything. Like, turn off the music, everything. We're just like... You know, we're just trying to survey the situation. And I'm just seeing the traffic lights starting to flick. I'm seeing houses start to flick. So I'm like, oh, hmm, okay, this is not it. And then everything just went dark. Man, let me tell you one thing right now. There ain't nothing more creepier than seeing a whole block just pitch black. So I got to turn my flashlight on, and there's only so much I can see. So I'm still going home. I'm just like... I start praying on the way. I'm just like, mm-mm, because I've seen way too many scary movies. This is some haunted stuff right now. You know, it's flickering. The lights are going on and off. Now, completely dark. There's going to be some type of dark, shadowy figure chasing me. I'm like, nah, you got me messed up. God will jump you. <laughs> God will jump you. And I be, nope, nope. My mom is a praying woman. Ain't, ain't nothing going to attack me. Like, you got me messed up. Like, I run hands. I ain't taking no chances. Whole power out So I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe it's just this block. Maybe my house still got power. I get to my house, I got no power. My phone's at 6%. I'm like, crap. So I ain't got no juice. I ain't got no power. I got to wake up because I got to go back to the university tomorrow. I didn't wake up until like late. I said a good like 9 o'clock. And I had like 8 a.m. So I'm like, nah, ain't no way I'm making it into class because uh, I can barely sleep without my little rain noises and stuff. I didn't go to sleep until like, like 3 a.m. I'm just guessing at this point. And two... I'm tired. I need my beauty sleep. All right? I'm trying to. I'm trying to look illustrious for um, the future ladies in the neighborhood and stuff. If you know what I'm talking about, yeah, I right, know. Shout out to the ladies that are in the building today. Yeah, 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 yeah. You always got my heart, Shaniqua. You always got my heart. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. Anyway. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we ain't really got no guests. It's just going to be me and you. You know, the title of this episode is going to be me, myself, and I, but it's also going to be me and you. This Imagine this as a, this is our date. We're going on a date right now, so, you know, you get to have your quality time with me, your boy. And 
Sadly, you know, we don't have DJ J Smooth, you know, so we can't go to the shop today. I know, I know. It's uh it's a little bit sad. It's, it's a little bit sad. We can't really go in the shop today, but DJ J Smooth has left the door unlocked and he let me, you know, get a little bit of the equipment and stuff. So I do got some of the equipment. You know, it's my first time ever doing stuff like this. But what we're gonna do, he said, hey, you know what? They need the shop talk. That's what we're going to call that segment. We're going to call it Shop Talk with DJ J Smooth, but when he's here. But right now, we're going to do some shop talk. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to put y'all on game a little bit. I'm going to put y'all on game. This is my first time doing stuff like this. So let me let me, let me see you. Let me see what I got. Uh, press this button right here. Okay. All right. Shop Talk. Yeah, that's how we're going to do it. That's how we're going to do it. That's how we're going to do it. All right. Like I said, I'm learning. I'm just learning. I don't even know how to do stuff like this. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk real quick. Things I've learned lately in my young adult life is you got to take care of your circle and make sure that you're weaving out the snakes in your garden. Let me put you on game real quick. Let me put you on game. All right. In this life, and the more I keep on growing, the more I keep on just experiencing a lot of different things. One thing I learned that who you allow in your circle, who you allow, you know, the council that's in your circle, whoever you, let, whoever you allow to be in your kingdom, you got to be aware of what their intentions are. Because some people truly do have the greatest intentions and want to see you succeed and will be a day one for life. You know, a true day one. And then you got those who will just be there for a chapter. You have those in your circle that might just be a chapter. They won't be there for the long run. And then you got those who are there to destroy. <laughs> just to mess up the beautiful garden, the poison in from within, and the really just smearing your name and stuff. This is what I call weaving out the snakes. You got to figure out who's actually going to be there for you. Who will actually ride for you. You know, who's really about that? Who's going to keep your name like, living no matter what? And who's just going, who's just there, just enjoy you for a little bit and then go dismiss you? Being in college, your boy's about to graduate. Hey, about to graduate. Shout out to me. Yeah. I'm about to graduate. And one thing I'm learning is that I need to surround myself and make sure that I stay in contact with those who truly do respect me that truly do honor me, that will never throw dirt on my name, that will continue to just be my friend, to like cherish me, and just show that love that I do the same thing. And one thing I can say is that I do have those people in my circle who do that. But now, I'm making sure that I go through everybody that I know, because I, I know a lot of people. Like I said, it's the neighborhood. I know, I know a lot of people in this neighborhood. But one thing for sure is that I'm I'm an I'm a observer. That's one thing that I've always been. That's one thing that my mom always told me. It's like, son, you are an observer. You analyze. You don't talk that much. You just look. And you know, DJ J Smooth talked about this earlier, like a couple episodes earlier. Talked about piping down. And you know, I've been doing that, and I've been seeing and hearing twice as much. It's it's crazy how much you can see. Like people's true intentions just by being in the background and not saying a word. Just listening. Hearing and listening. It's, it's always a difference. You know, Pops always told me that too. Like, son, you listening to me, but are you hearing me? When it comes to hearing, 
Are you actually understanding the words that I'm saying? Do you actually visualize it? Do you hear the tone? Do you hear how I'm projecting it? You can listen. It's easy to listen to people. It's easy to listen to music. Everybody listens to music. But are you hearing the music that's actually being produced? Like, are you? I'm listening. We're listening to the beat that's playing in the background right now. But are you hearing the words, the voiceover on that beat, which is me talking? So that's what I've been doing. And because of that, I have started to really, you know, give more of my time towards people that truly appreciate me. That truly understand me, kind of like-minded. I need to have some different personalities in my friend group because that's just experience I need to learn. But I always want to have people who are going to compliment me and, and are going to bounce me out and help me and teach me so I can grow. And I do have those people in my life. And I have started to get rid of some of these bums that have been in my life that have not done anything good for me. And I've also, you know, let those who are just going to be certain chapters. I'm just enjoying those people at the moment. But I know once I leave, we're not going to be in touch like that. It's just only for that chapter or for that season. You know, that's the one thing I've been learning is that everything... There are some things that are permanent and some things are just for the season. And as much as it sucks, I just got to, um, I just got to acknowledge it. That's really what it is. I got to acknowledge it. I got to be okay with it. I got to accept it because some things, some things will only last so long. But as long as you just in the moment enjoy it, that's great. As long as it serves its purpose, it's great. And some people are going to serve their purpose in my life. And that's just simple. And I know it sounds kind of harsh, but like I said, I'm 24 years old. And I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for anybody. I, I have a niece. I have a baby sister. I have a nephew. And I keep it 100 with them all the time. So if I am 100 with my the, my the little ones in my life, I'm going to be the same way for those who are older. I'm just going to keep it real. There are some people that... Are not going to have that much value in my life that they will want to, and they're going to be those who have so much value in my life, and I will let them know, and they do know, and I'll talk about them a little bit later on in the show and stuff, you know, something, um, not that you know I don't really do that much, but I just want to give the flowers to those who have really done everything they can for me, and you know how much I truly you know appreciate them and stuff, but um. I mean, we could talk more about this, but I think it's time for a B-switch, you know? Do you think it's time for a B-switch, too? I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm learning my stuff. I'm learning my stuff. All right. While this playing, let's talk about those snakes, though. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about them snakes. Let's talk about the snakes in the garden. What are the snakes in the garden, DeAndre? All right, well, if you go to biblical terms, you know, when you talk about snakes in the garden, the snakes in the garden is the reason why um, Eve ate that apple, which, because Eve ate that apple and Adam kind of allowed her to eat that apple and then do a good job being a leader, um, they committed, you know, the original sin. And because of that, they got kicked out the garden. As a punishment 
So what are the snakes in your personal garden? The snakes in your personal garden are those people who are not, whose purpose is to not do any good for you. Those are the people who will distract you, will hold you back, will put you in situations that you should not be. They'll be the ones to derail you from your path. And those are the people that you need to stay away from. Those are the people that you need to stay away from. Those are people that you just got to be, you know, you got to tell them, like, hey, back it up, back it up, back it up. You ain't got a wristband. Do you have a wristband? I, I can't know. I can't mess with you on the low. I can't. I don't even know you. You got to hit them like that. <laughs> you got to hit them like that. You got to. You can't let bad energy just affect you. That's like a poison and like, that's like a poison in a beautiful pond and stuff. And when you allow that poison to hit the pond, anything that's in that pond which are the people that you associate with, those who you keep close to, are going to get affected as well. So, you you know, you got to weave out them snakes. You got to get them snakes out. Get them out of your garden. And wherever you got to put, you got to put some type of trap. You got to put some defense system to make sure they don't get back in your garden. You got to do that. One thing that I learned, and um, I heard this from an interview with the late great Dipsy Hustle. He talked about, I'd rather be at war with the world and at peace with myself than to be at war with myself and at peace with the world. And, you know, I always hear about, like, oh, in the world, in the world, in the world, in the world. I always hear about that. I always hear about that. And one thing that's crazy about that is... Um, yeah... to fix that <laughs> first time doing this but the thing that I learned about that is I always hear you know my mother's always talking about how so you can't be of the world you can be in the world but you can't be of the world and when she, hearing that the biggest thing that she was talking about is that when you when you are of the world, you are serving the world and what the world tells you to do. You're living your life based off of that. When you're in the world, we're in the world physically, but we don't have to conform to what the world has to say or tell us what to do. We don't have to conform to society, the social norms, all of that. You don't have to conform to expectations that the world place on you. You don't have to do that. So... You got to be very aggressive. You got to be very, let's say, you got to be very stern about wanting your peace. You always hear um, people talk about how how much are you willing to go for for peace? You know, there are people who literally go to war for peace, who battle for peace, who die for peace. And somebody, I remember I, hear, I heard this from somebody talking about how you must be willing to be a great destruction or you must be willing to do great destruction to keep peace if you're a peaceful man you must be able to cause great destruction and that's I'm not trying to destroy anything but I am being more defensive of my peace and more like on the defense and trying to figure out the word but let's just say because I like my peace and I don't want nobody to disturb it I'm being more aggressive in protecting that 
And so there are going to be people who are going to be like, oh, he's kind of scary. I'm like, why is he so harsh and stuff? Well, it's because I love my peace and I don't want nobody to affect it. So if I see you as a person that is a great threat to my peace, I'm going to do everything I can to protect it. So if that means I have to remove you aggressively, then I'm going to do that. Because I have no choice. Because you don't see that you're disturbing my peace. If you don't see it, then you're going to keep on going. So... When it comes to these snakes in your garden, these like those people who are going to drag you down that you associate yourself with, you got to kick them out your garden. You got to get them the hell out. You got to. You can't let that bad energy affect you and drag you down. You got to be very aggressive. You just got to be like, hey, yo, get out. Like, get, get out. Leave. I don't need you. You're not, you're not doing anything for me. You're dragging me. No, you got to. You got to be aggressive for your peace. As much as it suck, and I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, for some of y'all, it's something that's, um, that is very touchy. Not everybody's really willing to be that aggressive, but like, you just gotta do it. Protect your peace. Don't let anybody ever be the one to destroy it. Protect your garden at all costs and fight for something that you love. Because at the end of the day, this is your life and nobody else is living for you. So, that ends that segment. I think I did a pretty good job. Would y'all say I did a good job? Yeah. Thank you. I feel like I did a great job. I feel like I did a great job with that segment. Um, You know, hopefully next time we'll have an actual professional DJJ Smooth back in the building to take care of that segment for you. But um, you know what? What we're going to do right now, we're going to... Let's go ahead and go to our um, first segment. And interestingly, you know, we went on the um, Instagram, and Instagram is Dreams Represent Everything. Just for so y'all know, that is the acronym for DRE. Um, mm, yeah, I know, I know. Crazy, right? DRE, Dreams Represent Everything. What, Nani? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I messed up on um, the homie Gina, Gino and on um, Jay Smooth have where we did that. Mm. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit parched. I had to get some water real quick. But uh, yeah, we have a segment. Um, we have a segment. We're gonna do ask, uh, ask Dre, and we post it on the social media. So you know, for those who participated, shout out to you for sending out some questions and stuff. And I decided to choose like the best two questions because um, yeah, these questions are actually pretty deep. It probably will take a good um, a good amount of time to answer. But um, <clears throat> let's start with the first question. The first question. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, here we go, here we go. Ah, oh, man. All right, here we go. So the first question of the Axe Dre is, what are the three most important lessons you have learned thus far? Mm, I go out. I had to look at this question first, like previously, because I'm like, hmm, you know, that's a very deep question, and that's going to take some time to actually think about it. But I do got three things that I learned in my life, three most important lessons I've learned thus far in my life. And the first lesson, and, you know, we talked about it earlier, is um, move in silence. So, and I'll explain why I mean I like, move in silence. You know, um, it's a, you know, a little lyric. Meek Mill, you know, Dreams of Nightmare, he talked about it like, hey, gangsters move in silence, my brother, and I don't talk a lot. And, yeah, yeah, Pete, I had to censor that, you know. But um, move in silence, like, not everybody needs to know your moves like that. Not everybody needs to know what your next move is. And... You know, I'm uh I do like my privacy 
in a sense. But I don't mind sharing if I'm doing a certain project. But I usually would share that with those, you know, close in the circle, like my family, like my close friends and stuff. I'll let them know, like, I got this big project coming up. I'm trying to work on it. But usually, like, sometimes I'll talk about the process. Sometimes I don't even talk about the process. They'll just find out that I finished by the finished product and stuff. And a lot of things that people do not know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, unless if you listen to the previous episode with um, Gino Beats and DJ J Smooth, you learn that I do a lot of other things besides um, this podcast and sports. And if you're coming from the 101, you do know that, yes, I am a um, former football player. And so, yeah, I move in silence. You know, I don't let people really know my next move. I just continue to ball and do what I got to do and stuff. And so that's one thing that I'm going to continue to do. You know, people will see the final results when they finish and stuff. For those who are close to me, you'll go to see the whole process and stuff. But, yeah, you know, that's one thing I learned. The second thing, and I feel like this is um, this is very big. I learned this at a young age. Well, I, I'll say I learned this in my teenage years. Let's say, yeah, my teenage years. And that is there's um, beauty in the struggle. And that is very deep. Beauty in the struggle. Uh, one shout out to um, J Cole because that song "Love Yours" is actually a very powerful song. But one, hearing those words is beauty in the struggle. It's actually true. It is actually true. When you're going through a process of trying to make your dreams a reality, or you're trying to reach the top, you're trying to be at the top of your game. You're trying to be the best. You are going to go through the ringer, okay? You're going to go through trials and tribulations. You're going to have to fight adversity. You're going to go through a struggle. And a lot of people don't know how to handle that struggle and fall severely to that because of the the risk and the fear of failure. And that's why people struggle. But I feel like that for me, what I had to learn at a young age, especially when, you know, I'm in high school and I started playing football and I don't really got that many options of going to college like that or having my tuition really paid for like other kids. I had to find a way how to make it easier for my family to get, you know, for me to get to college. And so that one way was, you know, being on scholarship. If I can get a scholarship to play football, that would be great for me. And so I started playing football my sophomore year of high school. That's my first time ever lacing up cleats like that and playing football like that. And, you know, versus everybody else, I'm still a rookie in the game. Well, I'm out the game now, but I was a rookie. And so I'm like, okay, I got to make up so many years of ball to try to get a scholarship and not just a regular, I'm trying to get a full ride scholarship so my college is paid for because I don't want my parents to have to pay for my schooling. And so, you know, I'm just practicing hard every day. I'm trying to figure out what position I want to play and stuff. I'm just putting in work. I'm trying to be the best I can. And one thing about me, my worth ethic, has always been um, I'll do the extra things that nobody asks me to do. And I usually do it by myself. I I like being self-taught. I'll teach myself so many different techniques and just work on my craft each and every day and stuff. And then, like, people will see the results of that. And so, you know, um, out of high school, I only had one offer, and that was a Division three school. Um, 
the Division Three school was Maryville College in Maryville, Tennessee, and it's a Division Three school, and they don't offer athletic scholarships; they only offer academics. And at that time, I had a three point oh GPA in high school, but I'm a terrible test taker, so I did not have good test scores to get accepted into the school, so I couldn't commit. And so now, you know, I'm just trying to get to college. I get accepted to Albany State University, and I actually get placed on academic probation, I think. So I couldn't choose my classes because I actually didn't have the right test scores. My test scores did not really meet the requirements, but because they accepted me, they, um, they, you know, they let me stay and they just chose my classes, and I'll be ineligible to play any ball. So I'm trying to... Um, Figure out okay, like how can I can I at least like train? I might be ineligible. Can I at least like train? Maybe I could walk on, just practice and stuff. And um, so that's one thing I was trying to figure out. But also, I did track too, so I was also trying to go for the track team as well. But I just know for a fact that okay, I won't be able to do anything. It was a struggle. It was um, I wasn't gonna be able to compete. Um, to compete, which I understood. I was gonna go train, but I didn't have enough money to stay in school. And so I made the decision of just leaving, and then I went to a junior college. And because I went to a junior college, I worked my butt off and did what I had to do to get those scholarships I needed. But the one thing I did lack was stay, maintaining my academics, and I wasn't able to go to the schools I wanted to go, but I ended up going to the school that I needed to go to, and that's how I arrived at Kansas Western University. Now you know how I got here. Was the main lesson that I'm talking about is that there was a whole struggle that I had to go through and that struggle was trying to get to trying to accomplish my goal of getting a scholarship so my parents don't have to pay for my schooling that was the struggle but the beauty of it all was that in high school I didn't feel like I compared to my teammates because my teammates had these offers and I didn't I got to junior college and found out that I'm just as good as my teammates because I got offers that I would never expect myself to get the only thing is that I was my own downfall because I didn't take care of my academics. But then one thing that I will say, like I said, is a beauty in the struggle is that the beautiful part of all that struggle that I went through is that I got to the school that I didn't want to go, but I felt like I needed to go, and it opened up so much opportunities like this right here. This exact podcast is an great opportunity that I don't feel like whatever happened had I not come to the university that I'm at now. So that is definitely one of the greatest things that happened to me. And I'm always going to be appreciative of it, appreciative of it because I needed that. You know, and um, just to go to the third one, love yours. This one right here, I will always appreciate this one. This lesson is probably the biggest lesson I've ever had. Love yours. And basically what love yours is, is love your life. Love everything that's in your life. You will never be happy until you love yours. Yeah, there might be somebody who got better clothes than you. There might be somebody who has better whipping you. There might be somebody who has better clothes than you. They might have a better family, but none of that matters. And you will never be happy unless you love everything that you have in your life so far. And that's what I had to learn. I had to learn how to love not only the things I have, but also love myself. That's one thing I can tell you right now is that you need to have self-love. You 
if you got it, if they say it's selfish, they might say it's selfish, but damn it, be selfish, okay? You can't love, you cannot love anything. You cannot love anybody unless you love yourself. That is one thing that I'm preaching to you right now. You cannot. It is impossible to love somebody else. You can't love your family. You can't love your friends. You can't love your job if you don't love yourself. Self-love is needed. It's not an option. It's a requirement. It is a requirement. You got to do it. You got to. That thing is mandatory. You ain't moving. You're not ever going to be able to do anything that you truly put your heart out to do if you don't love yourself. And you don't love the life that you are living. And I, I had to really learn that. Even younger, I had to really learn how to love what I have. I had to love what's mine. I had to love that. I had to. Because there was too many times to where I felt like that. I wasn't at the place that I needed to be. I always felt like that I wasn't doing the things that I needed to do. And as I got older, I learned how to cherish a lot of things. So, yes, love yours. That's, that's, that's the third thing that I learned. I learned that you have to love yours. So let's go to uh, the next question. Here we go. Let's go and be the next and the final question. Next final question is uh, who... Hold up, my screen went black. Hold up. Here we go. Who has had the greatest impact in your life? All right, so I can't choose one person. And what I'm going to do, okay, I'm going to exclude, I'm going to exclude the big man upstairs, okay? Because, you know, G.O.D. has done a lot of amazing things in my life so I don't think that would be fair to the people and I'm going to exclude my family because I want to shed light to those who might not be blood related or immediate family like that so yeah yeah, mama, pops, um, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins yeah, yeah, you're not going to be included in this but that's because let's just say um, y'all five star athletes and I want to give those who other people with chance to shine, you know? So I'm going to go um, in no particular order. I'm going to drop down my, my two best friends. I'm going to drop down my two best friends right now. And you know what? Yeah, yeah. So my two best friends, um, Anthony Bargus, and he was on the show, Coach Bargus, and Christian Bowman. Them two have had such the a great impact in my life. Also, you know, I'm going to put Christian Cooley down too. Shout out to you, Big Cool. You, um, I hope you're doing well. Everything's going like fine with you, man. You know, I'm just, I want you to succeed so much, bro. Like, I have so much freaking love for you. You know, I know you're going to do great things and stuff. Like, just keep on going. But like, with like them two, I always remember the day to where, um, I know they was just joking, but I remember... I, f- I feel like I always relive, replay that image in my head so many times. I feel like it changed so much how I look at things. And it's basically just like, you know, when are you going to do something for somebody else other than yourself? Because you do like a lot, of, like, you expect so much stuff to be done for you, but you never look the finger and do something for yourself, do, do something for others. And I feel like ever since like that day when like Aunt and Bo said those words, I feel like everything has changed. 
and I felt I became like a better person and stuff. And like I will always say, those are the two people. Those are the two. You know, those, those are my brothers, man. Those are my brothers. I love them boys with all my heart. I love them boys with all my heart because they have been there for me for so much, and we just like ain't nothing. Breaking that dynamic, man. Like we went to war with each other on the field. Like we'll do anything we gotta do off the field and stuff. Like they're they're family. They're my ride or dies. And like I know for a fact, like I'll go to war with them and they'll do the same thing for me. So, you know, they had the greatest impact on my life. Um another person I'm gonna go with, um, uh, my life friend, Carolina, you know, rest her soul. She has done a lot of great things for me. She was the one person that really taught me vulnerability, and I will always be appreciative of her. She taught me how to be a great sibling, like be a better sibling, just seeing how she took care of her siblings, and I'll always be thankful for her. Um, she's you know, always been my love of my life, the one person that, you know, you don't really get that man. You don't really say the the L word like that towards somebody that's not family. But like she was definitely the person that you know had my heart since I first met her, and will always have my heart. Um, she's just a great person. She's a really great person, and she done a lot of things. I had a great impact in my life. So definitely Carolina Almanza, rest your soul, baby girl. I know that you you know are doing your thing. Next person, ah, God, let me go ahead and put the OG up in here, um, Dr. Alan Smith. Uh, Dr. Alan Smith, this man, gosh. Uh, see, he's basically like Pops. <laughs> he's my other Pops in a sense, especially because he's an Alpha Phi Alpha, and my dad is an Alpha Phi Alpha, so that's a very interesting thing. I got two Alphas. I have a lot of Alphas in my life, but like the fact that you know I have um, him... <laughs> always barking at me and stuff. He taught me a lot of things, you know. He taught me a lot of things when it comes to leadership, when it comes to community, when it comes to business. I learned so much stuff from him, and he gave me a lot of opportunities. Even, like, now, there's a lot of things that he'll be like, chill, hey, chill. You know, we got we to gotta do this, man. Like, hey, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to do your thing. I'm going to need you to step up, chill. You know, you know, we need leadership from you, chill. And I'm, I believe that you could do it. And, like, that, that's basically how he be talking stuff. But imagine more like a Louisiana accent. And then that's basically like um, Dr. Smith. But, no, nah, he's a he's a great man. I mean, he's basically like my mentor. There's a lot of great things that he do. I mean, this man, you know, besides being – uh, working at the university, um, working at Kansas Western University, this man has his own church. He is a pastor, and he has his own church built it from the ground up. That is a strong flex. Let me repeat it again. He built his own church from the ground up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like that. He is like that. How many of y'all doing stuff like him? How many of y'all doing stuff like them? Not that many people doing stuff like them. Hold up. I'm talking about stuff right now. Let me do some water real quick. Man, gosh, I'm thirsty. Anyway, nah, that's a big thing though. Like, he also like he has a master's in leadership and stuff. He um he is uh, in charge of um, diver- diversity, equity, and inclusion here on the campus. Ha! Huh, looky here, somebody just walked into the studio. Hey, DJ J Smooth, look at that. Ha <laughs> The funny things, but um, no, nah, he did like a lot of great things. Shout out to Doctor Smith, like. It's definitely a role model. What's up, What's up man? I'm recording right now. I know it's all good. 
Everybody shout out to DJ J Smooth. He just walked to the building and stuff. You know, he's doing his little things and everything. I just want to let you know. Um, download like a little. Yeah, okay. and I, I actually, I actually okay. did it. I actually did it on the show. Like, it, it, I have to learn some stuff. It's only like a seven day free trial, so right. <laughs> delete right. it soon. But like, hey, like I'm learning some new skills. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie and stuff. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Hey, lifelong learning. Exactly, exactly. Where was I at? Um, we were talking about what happened up, Dr. Smith. Here we go. Yeah. Good old fashioned Allen and stuff. You know, shout out to Jay Smooth, man. Such a great guy. But um, no, he just taught me so much stuff. I learned like, a lot of great things. Like, that man is a, you know, he's a God serving man. Like, he's serving the Lord, doing the Lord's work and stuff for the community. And he always, the one big thing that he always taught me is like, chill, you know, let's get our people at the table. Like, we always talk about this is that we got to put our people in position to be at the table. And one thing he talked about, like, we got to put students at the table. Students like you, students like, um, you know, Marvin Mitchell, students like Shingi Shingaya. We got to get students like y'all and put y'all at the table so you can see how this world operates. And I've been at the table, and I will say, the table's pretty nice. I ain't going to lie. Big boss energy and stuff. I learned a lot of things. But I would never have the opportunity had he not came to this school. And I learned so much things. So, you know, I have a lot of love for Dr. Smith, and he's definitely appreciated. And... We'll go to the last person who had an impact in my life. That's not family or um, blood related. And that's Coach Reese out of Santa Monica College. <laughs> coach Reese was my offensive line coach my freshman year of college. Uh, well, junior college. And I will say this. I was probably like a buck. No, not a buck, but like $2.70. That's how much I weighed. Well, $2.60. I can I never break $2.70. And and so I went to Santa Monica, and I was going to red shirt. I was going to red shirt, and so red shirt means that you won't play the season. You can practice, but you won't play. But because you don't play, you save your eligibility, so you will still have your years of eligibility left. So I'll go to rest shirt because I felt like I wasn't ready yet. I was ready to go play college ball, but I wasn't physically built to really hold my own. Because being 260 versus 300 pounders, uh, no, that's, mm-mm, nah, I was not going to be um, a silver platter for a defensive lineman or a linebacker. So I was going to rest shirt. And he, he said, no. He put me at left tackle because I played right guard, and he put me at left tackle. He said, you know, you're the biggest one that we have so far. We could put some weight on you. You know, we can get some muscle, but I have a lot of faith in you, so let's go to work. So I went from being 260 to like 315. Yeah, wow. I put on some weight. Your boy got big. That was like, you look at my high school photo, and then my Juco from boy, man. I freaking ate the weight room. I wasn't like fat, fat. I had some muscle. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I still, like, I got muscle on me. I'm, I might have a little bit of, you know, ins- like a lot of insulation, but I got muscle on me. But the things that he taught me, he was just like, you know, hey, man, like, the only person that's beating you is yourself. Like, son, do you not know how much, like, God-given time that you have and potential that you have is so scary, but the only thing that's stopping you is you. So stop being your mind. Stop being your head. And just play and have fun. And, you know, those lessons really made me appreciate college football. You know, 
having him as my office line coach and just really having that much faith in me and stuff, you know, it was great. But I will say the funniest thing <laughs> our interaction was um, when we played our last game against Moore Park, I can't stand that team. This team sucks, and they can kiss my black butt. But um, <laughs> we went against Moore Park, and um, the previous days at practice, I was talking to my running back, Christoph Hirota, and we was talking about like a celebration, and he was like, but wouldn't it be cool, like, I score a touchdown, then I'll give you the ball and you spike it like Gronk? And I was just like, shoot, man, like, Bubba, <laughs> if you want to, let's see what happens. And so we score, and, you know, I celebrate. You know, I celebrate with my running backs and stuff, so I go, like, give him, like, hug, like, pat at the helmet, and then he looks at me, he's just like, he hands me the ball, just like, bro, do it, do it, do it. So I'm in the moment, I just like, hell yeah, I'm going to spike this ball. Boy, I grabbed the ball. The moment that ball went up, I saw that flag get thrown. And the ball hits the ground. That's when the flag hit the ground. And I was still turned, but going to that sideline, like all my coaches were like pissed. Like my head coach, Coach Led, he was just like, great job, dumbass. Now we got to kick the ball from, <laughs> from my 25. And then as I keep on walking, I just see the quarterback coach, Coach Medina, is holding the headset. And looking at me like a dust there and was just like, this is for you. And I'm looking for my online coach, and he's in the booth. So I'm like, oh, crap. So I put the headphones on, and I just immediately, I was, like, I was like, coach, I understand. That was the dumbest thing I ever did in my life. It was immature of me. I will never do it again. And then all I hear is just calmly, don't you ever in your life do that again. I almost shit myself. <laughs> Excuse my French. I almost, like, that's scary. There's a difference from a coach yelling at you, but then when a coach is very calm and he says stuff like that, I never, no excessive celebration penalties from me ever again. If anything, you'll see me, like, go on the sideline. I'll probably do my little chopper, do my little gritty on the sideline. And that, or after the game, I will not celebrate. I ain't never done anything during a game like that again. Because that was something that was um terrifying, and I did not want to go through that. So <laughs> that um yeah, those are the people and stuff, you know. And, and yeah, those, those are the two questions. The questions actually took a lot of time. I will say that. Um, I mean, if you want to know anything right now about what's happening in my life right now, is that you know I'm just trying to give y'all some great content. I say just just enjoy this journey. Enjoy this journey. Right? If you're paying attention and you're like. Staying updated with the uh, uh, the episodes and stuff. Enjoy this journey because when everything goes right and this thing's on billboards and stuff and you just hear everybody talking about Dre in the neighborhood, you know, you're going to be feeling very happy that you saw how much growth happened from this podcast and how much growth you'll hear from me and stuff as well. You know, I'm trying to get on big boy status. You know, we got big boy neighborhood, got Dre in the neighborhood. So I guess if you really think about it, big boy's neighborhood I'm Dre in the neighborhood. So technically, would I be in, is the neighborhood in Big Boy's neighborhood? And if it is, where is Big Boy's neighborhood? If he's Big Cali, so is the neighborhood in California? Am I in California right now? Am I repping Big LA? Hey.
Nah, I'm just kidding. We straight AT all day. Y'all ain't know what it is, man. We found the six, seven, eight, S-E-O-N-E, M-O-U-N-T. Y'all not ready for that. Y'all not ready for that. Y'all not ready. Let me calm down stuff. But nah, thank you everybody for paying attention to this amazing episode. And you know, if you want to continue to indulge in this illustrious content, click the bell notification on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. You can also follow me on all my social media accounts in the description below. And also just remember, dreams represent everything. That's the IG. You can click on that IG. You can follow me. Make sure you stay tuned and get ready for the upcoming weeks because we will be dropping some new episodes coming up. And, you know, as always, I hope you, you know, enjoy and continue to stroll and continue to stroll through the neighborhood owned by Big Boy, but also owned by me yours truly thank you everybody for paying attention all love and goodbye